0: question for you guys. What does a good friend look like? It's a rhetorical question. Don't answer. Um, this is how sermons start questions. Here we go. So what does a good friend look like? That's the working title of this sermon. And we're going to figure that out in first Samuel 18. So if you got your Bible, go to first Samuel 18. If you don't have your Bible, we have technology and it's going to be up there. Give it up for technology. Okay, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to talk about it. Here we go. 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4. Are y'all ready? Awesome. David finished talking with Saul. After that, Jonathan and David became close friends. Everybody say close friends. Jonathan loved David just as he loved himself. From that time on, Saul kept David with him. He didn't let him return home to his family. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him just as he loved himself. Jonathan took off his outer robe he was wearing and gave it to David. He also gave him his military clothes. He even gave him his sword, his bow, and his belt. So the main character, yeah, Jonathan took everything off and gave it to him. But that's a, listen, shh, listen up. That might be a funny part of this passage. But in old ancient Near East, taking off your clothes and giving it to somebody else was the highest honor that you can give someone. So we're going to talk about that more in a little bit, but here we go. So David and Jonathan, who's heard of David? Raise your hand. Who knows who David is? If, If you grew up in church, you know who David is. David is the most excellent king of Israel. He's not the first king, but he is the most excellent king of Israel. He is the king that every other king wanted to be. They all wanted to be David. David was the man. David literally had women singing songs about him. David was the guy. He was the guy. But here's the deal. There would have been no David, listen, there would have been no David without his friend jonathan who's heard of jonathan before a lot less people have heard of jonathan jonathan is not mentioned much in scripture but he makes a huge impact an interesting note about jonathan is that jonathan does not have a single negative attribute to him in the whole bible i looked it up you would think that that would just be for jesus and you know jesus is the best the amazing no one's better than jesus But Jonathan, in Scripture, there is nothing bad in the whole Bible that could talk about Jonathan. And we're going to talk more about Jonathan and David's friendship. So Jonathan and David's friendship is so important to the rest of David's life. I believe that your friends make a huge impact on your future. Graydon said this last week that if you show me your five closest friends, I'll be able to show you your future. And I believe that that's to be true. So tonight we're going to talk about what a healthy friendship is should look like, and the power that is involved in that. So the main idea is right here. Friendship, healthy friendship, is a life-giving relationship that is built on honoring Jesus. Friendship is, uh, a healthy friendship is a life-giving relationship that is built on honoring Jesus. So we're going to talk about five traits of a healthy friendship. So trait number one is proximity. Everybody say Proximity. Proximity is a big word for close. Not water, as you can the slides make that a little confusing, but but proximity. Proximity. There is no possible way of being a good friend with someone unless you're close to them. And I'm not just talking about physically close. Like you guys are all sitting pretty physically close to each other. I'm talking more about spiritually and emotionally close to someone. I'm talking about vulnerability um, here's the deal about being close. Being close means you're going to have a deep relationship with someone instead of a shallow relationship. This is where the pictures come in. You see this picture on the left right here. You see that swimming pool? Swimming pools are great. Swimming pools cool you off. Swimming pools, you can invite friends over. You can stay in the shallow end like me because I don't know how to swim. You can, you can stay in the deep end like my wife and throw my dog in. You can do a lot of things in the swimming pool. But listen, everybody listen up real quick. A swimming pool is only fun for a little while. Then you want to get out, play basketball, eat a couple hot dogs and get out the pool. But who's ever been to the ocean? Raise your hand. The ocean is way different than a swimming pool. It's way better than a swimming pool, I would argue. You have waves, sand, jellyfish. You have so many things going for sea lions, sharks, dolphins. The ocean is amazing. But listen, the ocean, sh- the ocean is also very, very deep. It is very, very deep. You cannot have, you can't build a healthy friendship off of shallow relationships. You can only build healthy friendships off of deep relationships. Everybody say deep. deep. Deep relationships. So who are the people in your life that you're most open with emotionally and spiritually? Rhetorical questions, I'm sorry. Questions to ask that stir up deep waters. If you have pens and papers, write these down. Rhetorical question. Here we go. Shh. Listen real quick. What does your time with Jesus looks like right now? You can ask your friends, what does their time with Jesus look like right now? And that's a deep question. Don't ask them right now. Ask them later. Next question. What is giving you rest and what is giving you stress? It's also a very deep question. And then is there anything that you can, that I can help you with this week? The thing about these questions is it stirs up things that are not shallow but deeper questions. A lot of times in junior high and high school we like to be cool. We don't like to ask super awkward questions. These can be super awkward questions because if you have a friend that doesn't really have time with Jesus, they're going to feel awkward that you just asked them about their time with Jesus. But then you can take that time and you can help them and you can minister to them and they can help you and it can be A deeper relationship. Does that make sense? You can ask more about deep questions. So that's proximity, being close. Next slide. Love. Second trait of a healthy friendship is love. Love is a word that is used so much. I almost did not want to use it in the sermon because it's overly used, almost. But love is something that I can't really say it for you to understand, it's something that you have to see to understand. Love is, is less about what you say and more about what you do. Let me say that again. Love is less about what you say and more about what you do. And also, your love for Jesus directly relates to your love for others. Let me break it down for a second. The, the love that you show for Jesus, if you go to Jesus and all you just want are things from him, or all you just want is just possessions from him, or all you just want is for him to bless me, and it's all about you and your relationship with Jesus, then it's probably going to be all about you and your relationship with your friends. It's hard for you to be someone different at all times. I know uh, we talk about this in youth group that you can have your parent you and your school you and your church you, but it's all basically facets of the same person. And your walk with Jesus is a really direct relate, like relation to your walk with your friends. It really is. If you have a walk with Jesus that is just personal, that is just I want to be with you, I just want to invest in the word, I want to invest in this time, you're going to want to just invest in other people because you're going to have a love that's overflowing in your heart. Does that make sense? So think about all the people that you know. There are definitely those who you know that have your heart more than others. Those are the relationships that I'm talking about. Those are the people that you love. And then we're going to talk more about love in a second. But let's go to the third trait, consistency. That's the third. That's the third. Consistency. Verse 2. Verse 2 from chapter 18. From that time on, Saul kept David with him. He didn't let him return home to his family. So basically, David was now Jonathan's adopted brother. Like, he never went back home. Like, when David killed the giant and he came to live in Saul's palace, it was the last time he, like, went home. And I didn't really catch that until I read that passage again this week, and I was like, snaps, just David didn't get to go home. Okay. Um, So he just became Jonathan's adopted brother. And so that means that they were seeing each other consistently. They were always seeing each other. And friendship takes consistency. But in this culture, in this very busy culture, consistency takes one of my favorite words in the world, and it's intentionality. Everybody say intentionality. You are not going to be able to be consistent on accident. It is very hard and almost impossible to be consistent accidentally. I I really don't know of any way that you can be consistent on accident. You have to be intentional. And everybody has to deal with this. Normally you see in movies and TV that you see people walk in a hallway, they bump into a friend, they go on this long adventure. An hour and a half later, the credits roll, they're friends forever. That's not how the world works. The world does not work like that at all. The world is normally built between two different types of people. You've heard of these people before, extroverts and introverts. The introvert, the introvert, does this sound like them? The first way is, I do not like people. This is the person who, no matter what they're doing, listen, they are not naturally going to talk to people. This means that they will need to intentionally Go out of their comfort zone and talk to people. Raise your hand if you're the introverted person. And you have to intentionally go out to talk to people. Okay. Here's the second group of people. The second group are the extroverts. They love people. This is the person who, no matter what is going on, they're going to naturally talk to people. But this means they have a different problem. They have to intentionally set their feet and grow deep with people. Who's Who's the extrovert person? Raise your hand. That's me. Like, I have to be able to set my feet and say, I'm going to invest in this person instead of saying that I'm going to move on to the next person. So intentionality is used in friendships. Next slide. Number four. Special. Special. The fourth trait of a healthy friendship is is special. Verse 3 says, Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him just as he loved himself. When it says that Jonathan made a covenant with David, it may be hard to picture what the Bible is trying to illustrate. To me, it seems like a covenant is highlighting just the specialness of the relationship. You see how Jonathan's not making a covenant with everybody in this story? Jonathan made a covenant with one person, which is David. There is an element of specialness. In friendships. If everybody is your special friend, then nobody really is your special friend. That really takes the power out of the word special. Does that make sense? Friendships have an element of specialness to it. I have a friend uh, named Bobby who I've been friends with for five, six years. Our friendship is so different than everybody else's just based on the amount of time that I've known him. I know him for six years. It's a long time to know somebody, and he has had to walk with me and I've had to walk with him with so many different experiences that i that I don't really get to walk with other people until I reach six years of knowing them. So honestly, special is based a lot on time. So having a special friendship takes a lot of time and that's one of the that's one of the problems with america and the busy thing and we're trying to be best friends in two weeks and you know there's a famous line from a famous movie where it's like do you like this oh yeah i like this do you like this oh yeah i like this do we just become best friends oh yeah like that's not that's not really how like the world works but special friendships take time but here's the deal There's a difference between having a special friend and there's a difference with having a clique. A clique is not a a group of special friends because a clique looks more like you're going to isolate yourself within this massive group of people. And remember this, every form of isolation is bad. Even isolation with a massive group of people is also really bad. So learn how to treat people special, but also not to isolate yourself. At the same time. And we'll talk about that more in D groups. So, the last step of a true healthy friendship is honor. Everybody say honor. honor. Verse 4 Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David. He also gave him his military clothes. He even gave him his sword, his bow, and his belt. Remember how I told you earlier that Jonathan taking off that those clothes and giving it to David was the highest honor in ancient Near East. Here is something I might not have said earlier. Normally, it's the younger person giving the clothes to the older person to show honor to them. David and Jonathan are not the same age. David is not older than Jonathan either. In this story, it's to be believed by history that David is about 23, Jonathan's about 30. So, Jonathan is showing honor to someone who is younger than him in an ancient Near East culture. If you don't know anything about an ancient Near East culture, if you're younger than the older person, you have less value as a person than the older person. So it's amazing that Jonathan decides to show honor to someone who from the outside looks like that they should be showing honor to him. Isn't that amazing? That sometimes that we... Are supposed to show honor to people who might not seem like it's they're deserving of honor because that's what Jesus did for us right Jesus showed honor to us by dying on the cross for our sins and we didn't deserve that at all we didn't do anything to deserve that honor but he did that for us because as Lauren was saying earlier that's what friends do so there's three things to remember about honor um I have it right here honor Jesus honor your friend and honor yourself we're going to talk about honoring Jesus real quick. Looking at your friend groups, make, make sure that all your friend groups honor God. It's a misconception to say that you can't honor God and have a good time at the same time. If you're a part of this youth group for any certain amount of time, you know that we love Jesus. Amen? Everybody give it up for Jesus. <laughs> we love Jesus, but also we love to have a good time. I love screaming in here. I don't normally just walk around screaming. I don't do that in my apartment. One would think I'm insane if I just walked around and did that. But I love doing that here because screaming is fun. Death ball is fun when I was smacking everybody with it. It's so much fun. You can honor Jesus and have fun at the same time. Don't let the lie of the enemy say that you don't have to honor Jesus and have fun at the same time. It's a lie. It's a lie of the enemy. It's it's such a lie that Satan uses to take young people out early because he knows that they're going to change their friend groups for the better. So honor God. Honor the friend. This is a big one. When you have friends with someone that's special, or when you're friends with someone, it is crucial that you look to honor them in the same way Jonathan honored David. We need to honor the friends that we have in our lives. And one way that you can show honor is listening. Listening to your friends. That is one way, that is a huge way to show honor. And a very easy way to do it too. Just stop talking. Like that's the way to listen and open up your ears. But also, if you want to show honor, you need to be able to let your friend be heard. If you're gonna listen, let your friend be heard as well. Does that make sense? And well, we'll talk about that more in, in D groups also. So and then the third one is honor yourself. We need to remember that friendship is supposed to be just that, a friendship. We're not the saviors of our friend group. So a way to honor yourself is to know that you don't have to be a rescuer to all your friends. A friendship should be a mutual relationship. If you go into a friendship thinking, "All oh, my job is to be Jesus to them, that might not be the most, <laughs> most healthiest of a friendship. Now, we'll talk more about friendship with the world next week, Correct. Graydon will bring that that we got over here. He's going to talk more about that. Uh, So that's just a little teaser for that. But we I'm an enneagram number two, which is the helper. So listen, I am the type of person who wants to help everybody, literally everybody today. I haven't told Lauren this, so let's see how she reacts. But today, I went to go uh, look at my car, and there were some jumper cables in the back, and a guy was just walking by asking me, do you have any jumper cables? And I couldn't really drive my car at the time, so I was just like, yeah, here, take them. I can't really like do anything with them. And so he took them, and he just walked off. And so I just feel like that I'm just the type of person that's just going to be willing to just give stuff away, just because I want to help people, which might not necessarily be the best thing, because now I need a pair of jumper cables. So... But that is just my personality type that just help people. But there is a way of helping people where you can also honor yourself at the same time. And that's when you need to make sure that, that your relationship with your friends is more of a reciprocity than just you giving, 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 and giving. I think Graydon will talk more about that next week. So I believe that that is all the Holy Spirit wanted me to say today. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this awesome word that you gave me. Thank you that it is taking root in every single person's heart in this room. We thank you, Father God, that you are glorified. And thank you, Jesus, that if there was anything that I said that was not to the glory of you. I thank you that it's gently forgotten, Father God, by the end of the night. I thank you so much for D groups. I thank you so much that uh, you've given us a space to grow community and show the power that it is to heal each other through just talking and through praying for each other, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you for this youth group. We give you the praise and the glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen.